You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, the whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it, sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, Step up in front of a microphone and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories. It's going to make a joke about being the only asshole to show up at the party with a guitar, but uh, it's not true anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a story about a song I wrote. <clears throat> I um, was asked to play a show last May, and I, I hadn't played in a long time. Um, I was in a, a pretty heavy spot, and so I was, I was grateful for the project, and um, I decided I was going to do it. I decided I was going to do it as a, my one-man band setup, which is essentially um, my sister helping me load all my instruments, my amps, and all my shit into a truck to take to the venue, which was a laundromat to play a set for 25 minutes and then to take it all home. I don't, uh, I don't recommend it. It is equal parts ambition and inability to ask for help. Um, so I'd agreed to do this, but at the same time I was conflicted. I hadn't played in a long time, and that was not because of COVID. That was because I was um, consciously trying to distance myself from this material that I'd been playing now for over a decade. Um, it had possibly served its purpose at one point, but uh, wasn't really doing that anymore. In fact, um, this, this heavy place that I was in it was um, the first time that I'd ever been in a relationship dynamic since I had been sober for four years. This was, this was revisiting this element for me, and um, it didn't go well. And uh, where I normally would have been in, in going back to my old patterns and sort of a tailspin, this was a new opportunity to sort of view these things and uh, witness the ridiculousness of the situation to begin with. I was... I was uh, lost in a person who was married and lived in another part of the country. I had no idea what I wanted from this, but uh, here I was feeling all these things, and now on the other side, the other side of this, instead of jumping off these cliffs, as I'd gone up to and done in the past in this situation, now I could walk up to them and uh, stare down and sit with my emotions about it and understand what they were trying to tell me, at the same time repattern the healthy response to all this. It was a lot of work, but uh, it, was, it was very powerful to be able to do. So music for me had always been um, 
at least in my, my recent history, had been part of this, this negative pattern for me. Uh, when I started writing songs, um, it, was, it was during my first long-term and committed relationship. I would write, record all the instruments, and I would sing all the, all the parts, and my partner would come in with her lovely voice and sing over top of that, uh, replacing my parts. And uh, it was a lot easier being brave in what lyrics you're going to choose when someone else is meant to sing them. Uh, however, when that ended, I was quite devastated. I uh, moved six hours away and um, didn't know anyone here, and so I, I started the same process again. I started my response to all this, to the situation, was to write these, these songs, record them, but I didn't have anyone else now to redo my vocal parts, so I made up this fake band name and I released them. And um, it, uh, it took me by surprise that it actually, this release did well, and I, I didn't have a band together. I had never sang these songs before or, or anything in public, so I started going to some open mic nights. Um, it was actually quite enjoyable. I would, I would walk in quite anonymously and put my name in. I would put my name in as this fake, fake band name, but then it would just be me that got up with an acoustic guitar, and so that, that name kind of became a, uh, a bit of a character name for me. And so this character would dress in all black. He wore this broken heart that he weaponized and um, would go up and spit fire and venom, and, and people loved it. It was intoxicating and validating, and um, at the same time, I was becoming a raging alcoholic, and I just kind of lived this way. I never, I never took this character off after some time, and so all this culminated one evening at a show that I was playing. Um, my album was still doing well. By this point, I had a band, but I hardly played, so when I did, a lot of people would show up, and, uh, and the audience was um, a girl that I had uh, most recently had a falling out with, and we weren't even together that long. But um, my self-righteous asshole self had a microphone, and uh, the person I was berating was no longer invisible. They were right there. So by the end of the night, she was <clears throat> sitting out front of the bar on the curb crying. Uh, she was 20 years old, and I was 35. Total asshole. Um, she had been through hell before I had met her, and um, that evening she, was just, she just became the source of all my projections. Luckily, she is a former resilient and forgiving person that I am. She's actually one of my dearest friends now. Um, but not that night. That night afterwards, I went back into the bar. The bar was closed now. and. Um, my band was in there, and the bar owner was, was giving me shots. And uh, he was a big fan of my music, so it was especially alarming when he said this to me. He said, um, it's like you take yourself seriously. And uh, that was perplexing and terrifying because it was true. I took myself very seriously. I was painfully self-aware. So the fact that he's calling out this thing that I don't even know how to, how to search for, I don't even know how to find this perspective he's talking about was, it's really scary to me. So I filed that away, uh, revisiting that statement every couple years, and then putting it back when it only resulted in more questions than, than answers. And um, so I'm getting ready for this, this show that I agreed to do back in May. 
Uh, first thing I realized that I actually I had more material that I had released that uh, I would forgotten about because it didn't fit in this narrative that uh, I had made for this character. Um, so I, I had some songs, but I, I was frustrated because I, I wanted one more. Um, and so kind of jokingly, thinking about these, that statement that that bar owner said to me, I kind of jokingly said to myself I should write the song that I should have been writing for myself 15 years ago. And so I kind of shit out this really dumb, just simple song that, that didn't sound like anything I'd ever done. Again, it was just, I, was, I was mocking myself. I was mocking my lack of self-awareness and uh, had sung it in this super easy range for me to sing. However, the lyrics, I, I didn't even know if I, could, if I could make it through without breaking down. So I, didn't know, I didn't know if I was going to play this song or not. And then a friend of mine... Uh, Lois Qua, she's a, she's a very gifted poet, writer, and storyteller. Uh, she had posted something about her process lately that had changed. She had been decisively not writing, seeking what was good. She was writing, seeking what was true. And at that moment, well, I, I, I wanted to know more. We, we just hadn't talked in a while, so we met uh, at a Waffle House, halfway here between here and Cincinnati, and um, talked for quite a while, and that, that really was the, the impetus that I needed, where I kind of understood what it was I was trying to do with this show, and that was um, before I had totally killed this character off or let him, let him alone to die, I felt like I needed to dress him back up one more time, and. Um, put him in front of a microphone at this laundromat and make him say who he really was. And uh, uh, so that's what this was. And this song is called uh, The One Man Band. I am a one-man band I am the grand finale At the end of a one-man horror parade you made it I see the streamers and confetti land around me isn't it grand oh the one man horror parade Glad you made it. So glad you made it. And I ride the float to the end, up to the edge. Mm -hmm. 
water Light it up Push it off Into the sea Light me up Push me off Into the sea My legacy Will be Will be the unmanned band I am the unmanned band And I am the grand Glad you made it I'm glad I made it